This is Kim Davis welcoming you to a special partner series we're doing on DMN called Spotlight on Serious Decisions. Serious Decisions is a, a research-based advisory company, and over the next week or so we're going to be learning a lot about their thinking and their insights on some of the cutting-edge topical issues in the B2B space especially. And where better to kick off when we're talking about B2B than that other popular acronym ABM? Talking to me today about ABM, very happy to have with me Matt Senator, who's Service Director, Account-Based Marketing at Serious Decisions, and Bob Peterson, who's Senior Research Director, Account-Based Marketing. Welcome to both of you. Thanks so much, Ken. Good Thanks to be here. here. Good to be here. Now, I've been hearing about ABM constantly, certainly for the last couple of years, even though the concept's been around longer. And those conversations businesses are having about should we do ABM seem to be fading away. It's where the space is going. ABM is clearly important. They're now asking, well, how do we get started? So, Matt, any thoughts about that? Yeah, so I'd say first, uh, of course, the concept of ABM has been around forever, right? Great marketers, great sales leaders do take a very customized approach at times um, to help be effective in their, in their selling, and, and, uh, selling experience in the buyer's journey. The notion of doing it more systematically, however, um, fueled by great practitioners doing great work and, and technology and data being more widely available to help us enable this, especially at scale, is driving a lot more adoption of this, of course. And so, um, to your point, ABM isn't uh, now about should we be doing it, but it's really more about, it's more of the, what I say, the social fabric of good B2B marketing and, and selling alignment. And so if you're, if you're asking what can companies do to actually begin on this journey, to adopt an ABM approach, I'd say the first thing is let's start small. We don't need to do, um, we don't need to completely transform our marketing organization to take an ABM approach, but take a subset of those accounts that you want to focus on. Um, and understand what is the strategy. Are we trying to win some net new or are we trying to, to grow some existing customers, right, and take a subset of those? I think the other thing is um, that very, very often you're not going to see a lot of dollars or people set up at the onset of this. So what we need to do is we need to borrow resources from other marketing programs or tactics and redeploy those to take a pilot approach. Right. And, and similarly with personnel, we need to take a part a portion of their time to redeploy to lead an ABM pilot. So this, those are some of the things that I would say to, 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 to uh, pilot. Bob, would you add anything? Yeah, and I, I think, Ken, the thing I'd really pick up on that what Matt was outlining is the, the word strategy. And I think one thing that we want to be clear about is, you know, ABM is it's popular, certainly. Our market research shows it's, what, 90% or more B2B companies are employing an ABM strategy. But yeah, ABM is not a technology, it's not a campaign, it is what Matt said, it's a strategy and when you have a strategy in B2B that implies a lot more, a lot more rigor and I think one of the things that I find to answer your question about how to start, there's a particular tool that actually I think Matt created a few years ago that I find is something I use with every new client and it's building an ABM charter which is huh. like a contract that helps bind sales and marketing around the strategic initiative. Right. And it's a, there's something I, I always talk about. You know, good things happen in organizations when you write stuff down. And this is what it does. It builds in accountability. What's the burning platform for why account-based marketing is important and how are we going to tie these two organizations together? Yeah, just, just in a word, um, sales and marketing. ABM is 
the place where they have to be aligned. I mean, why is that so important? I'll, you know, I'll start that, Matt, if you don't mind, because uh, later on this week I'm giving a presentation on that very topic, Ken. Oh. On, uh, I'm doing this with a colleague of, of ours who's in our sales service that's all about account-based selling and account-based marketing. Are they really two sides of the same coin? Mm -hmm. And we're going to walk through the ABM process through the eyes of a sales leader and a marketing lead and show those points of intersection. Because that's, that's sometimes an area that companies that have missteps with where they, they assume that sales understands what ABM is and they go after it headlong without bothering to take a breath and explain to sales that this is a different process. Right. And sales has a different role and responsibility. The one thing I always talk about that you know the ABM acronym does not mean all by marketing. <laughs> I mean, sales has a role to play here, yeah. but let's make sure they understand mm -hmm. it. Okay. I, yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think account-based account marketing is a misnomer. I mm -hmm. say that all the time. It should be called account-based management, right? Because it is a management discipline against a set of accounts that marketing and sales and customer success and the entire organization care about, right? We, we, we are in this together. And when you take a discipline approach, that really outlines the roles and responsibilities, to Bob's point earlier, of sales and marketing through each phases of the ABM process. Now we've got clear coordination around who's doing what, the, the roles and responsibilities and the rules of engagement. Excellent. Now I think we, we probably all agree that one of the reasons this long-established concept has taken off like a rocket is because of the various technological developments which are making it so much easier to do it at scale. Now, where do serious decisions come in? Because, as I understand it, you're not out there inventing the new technologies. You play an advisory role. Mm -hmm. So how do you help clients with ABM, and why are they attracted to serious decisions? Yeah, so the, the first thing I'd say is companies turn to us for a variety of key needs. And ultimately, it boils down to they need to understand how to adopt and operationalize and then optimize their ABM programs, right? And it boils down to people, it boils down to process, and it boils down to technology. So no, we are not inventing technology, but we are in that area, we're helping them understand the existing technology infrastructure that can help them adopt and operationalize it, but also help them identify emerging categories and capabilities that are going to allow them to accelerate the ability to implement account-based marketing. But it's way more than just technology, right? We need to understand um, what are the right types of people and the roles and the org design and the skills and competencies and, and how do we actually approach this in a systematic and repeatable way. So we're going from a series of great marketing ABM-like activities to a more formalized structure that helps um, bridge that gap between marketing and sales and gets everyone on the same page. And so we help them with all those key things, right? Helping them establish clear goals and strategy and alignment. We help them understand the infrastructure required to do ABM. We help them actually build and vet the program plans and campaigns they're going to develop and deploy in their ABM approach. We help them through the measurement components. What does success look like in a specific ABM program? But also holistically, is this moving the needle on our uh, on the business goals that we're aiming to achieve? And then we help them think about the org design, the roles, the skills. So, so in essence, that's all the areas in which we help our clients. Yeah, I, I think that's perfect. I wouldn't add anything to that. The only thing I'd say is, um, I think one of the challenges that I see with a lot of clients is they see the value, the inherent value of account-based marketing. It's smart marketing, right? I mean, who would refute that? It makes sense. But they don't take time sometimes to, to build in the proper structure. 
And I think too often times ABM can be viewed as more or less like a skunk works type operation where right. you see this disconnect. And Matt and I see this every day where companies say, ABM is our best path forward. It's a strategic go-to-market approach. We're all in. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, they give it to some poor overburdened field marketer and say, listen, this is such an important strategic initiative, <laughs> Ken, but we want you to do this on the weekend in yeah. your spare time. And it's like, that's, what, what's the point of that, right? And all the points that, that Matt said about the process, the planning, prioritization, team design, that all has to be taken care of in order for that, that vision to be brought to reality. Yeah, yeah you reminded me, we're, we're actually talking at Serious Decisions Summit 2018, and walking around this morning, I see you have some great vendors out there mm-hmm. who are offering ABM solutions. But from what you're saying, it's not a matter of, find the right solution, plug in and play. You really need to know what your journey is going to look like. Absolutely. I mean, everyone is on the bandwagon. And and by the way, there are a lot of amazing technology and service agencies that are supporting the growth in account-based marketing. Don't get me wrong. But if anyone thinks that they can just go and and spend, you know, some money and uh, and buy some technology, well, we know that's, of course, and they know that that's not going to set them up for success as well. So taking a step back and say, how do we help you, marketer and and sales leader, understand what you need to, to to do to be successful, um, um, how do you go about building alignment? How do you go about selecting the right accounts? How do you go about developing the programs and the campaigns? And, met, and, 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 and we provide them with that guidance and that thinking, right? And so the nice thing is we as practitioners, before analysts, we've lived in their shoes. We've done these things as we've led our marketing teams, in some cases our sales teams, yeah. to do account-based marketing. We're giving them the operational guidance, tools, templates, all the things that can help them do this much more efficiently. So Bob mentioned the charter before. We have templates to say, here's um, how you go and socialize this by building a charter. Here's all the things that need to be in that. You want to, to do account-based marketing for a one-to-one approach, you've got 50 accounts. Well, guess what? You only have one person in this part-time, you're not gonna be able to support those 50. So we've got a process and a tool to allow them to go from 50 to five or 10, a more manageable set of accounts that, that in a data-driven way. So they don't need to figure this stuff out on their own through working with us. We help them on that journey. Okay. Uh, the, um, clearly, the way you go about doing ABM is going to differ from company to company in terms of your, your goals, your size, your staffing. I'm just wondering what kinds of companies naturally come to serious decisions for help with it? Hmm. Well, I'll start that discussion. I think historically we've seen that most of the ABM clients we've gotten um, that we work with at Sirius are coming from software companies, the IT folks, and generally they've been larger companies. But I think one of the exciting things that we've seen over the the last year or two is ABM is becoming a strategy that's viable for companies of all shapes, sizes, industries. For example, we're seeing a lot of clients out of the public sector or federal space which I think is a perfect use case for account-based marketing, given the complexity of that selling environment, Interesting, right? Interesting, yeah. Um, but also, um, we're seeing a burgeoning growth in our financial services and healthcare and advanced manufacturing client sets. So that's something I think is, is probably one of the more exciting uh, trends is that ABM is definitely be, being something that's adopted by all companies of, of various industries, but also of sizes, mm-hmm. where it's not just the behemoth clients, it's companies that are under 100 million U.S. in annual revenue with rather limited teams. As a matter of fact, our program of the year winner for ABM last year 
is a company of about just over $100 million with a very limited marketing team of uh, three folks and a VP of marketing. Right. That's inspirational. Yeah. That's been probably the most inspirational case study we've had in account-based marketing. Yeah, I would say definitely growth and um, in some new and emerging industries, yeah. right? Healthcare, financial services companies that sell into a finite set of accounts. Pharma, another another great example. Um, but there's a myth that you have to have a lot of money and a lot of dollar, a lot of dollars, a lot of resources, and we've proven that that's not the case because even a big company like an SAP or like an Oracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not necessarily putting dozens of people against this. So you've got smaller accounts that we're working with that have one or two people, but also some bigger accounts have one or two people as well, right? So it's not just um, size that that drives um, uh, the efficacy of this. Yeah, now in terms of uh, current trends in AEBM, one thing I've seen, which I think, Matt, you alluded to earlier, is that uh, what started out as a concept of how you should approach your existing accounts has also become a way in which you can identify uh, new accounts, expand your market, look-alike accounts, that kind of thing. And if you want to talk about that, or are there some other major trends you're seeing? Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a really important one, right? Because we all need to get smarter at filling the funnel, right? And, and, and having AI and having predictive analytics and things like that that allow us to take a bunch of historical closed deal analysis and then find companies that are similar, that have the right fit for those accounts, well now I can, I can zero in on my total addressable market to those companies that are more likely or more higher propensity to buy. And then if I combine other emerging technologies like intense data, mm-hmm. I now am able to see within this target universe who might be active in an active buying cycle. And now I can even even further zero in. So now my new demand creation programs in an ABM setting are much more specific and much more um, um, zeroed in on, right, with laser focus because I've got some capabilities that allow me to do that that I didn't have before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd even add much more to that. I think that's, um, I think one comment I oftentimes get with new clients is, well, wait a minute. Is is a company's marketing a, a strategy that's only used for net new accounts, for example? Mm-hmm. And I think you know more of the large account ABM clients we work with. It's typically maybe the opposite, where they're starting playing defense. Mm-hmm. Like right. let's take our top 10, 20 accounts and make sure we keep, you know, retain and expand our relationships within those accounts. And they are asking, is account based marketing a viable strategy in that scenario? And the answer is a resounding yes. I mean, that's my, from a practitioner standpoint, that was my point of entry yeah. where we worked um, between sales and marketing to say these accounts matter most. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of, the, one of the epiphanies that organizations come to when they approach account-based marketing, that they have to flip that switch and agree that not all accounts are created equally and some warrant more of the white glove treatment that ABM demands, whether they're existing or not new. Right. Kim, there's a lot more investment in ABM from companies. So you said a couple of years ago, people were dipping their toes, starting with pilots. Yeah. We're seeing a lot more maturation and expansion, so more dollars are being invested. Um, 60% of organizations we surveyed said they're going to invest more significantly more in the coming 12 months. And by the way, that's on the heels of big time investment this past year and prior years. And that investment is in things like technology, but it's also in things like more dollars for programs, accounts 
specific programs and yeah. people and outsource agencies because we may not have a lot of people internally or we may not have all the right capabilities or skills. We need to supplement that right with some, some additional support. So um, a lot more investment in those key areas moving forward. Okay, so there's a lot of meaty stuff there for people who are on their ABM journey at the early stages of it perhaps. But just to close up, um, you mentioned a couple of things you can do wrong like putting one person on it at the weekend, but just uh, talk about some pitfalls, some things which you should avoid. Well, I'll start. I think the, the number one um, challenge that I see organizations encountering um, also comes from um, our data, uh, from our command center data, uh, where we show that companies doing account-based marketing note that um, only two-thirds of them say that there's a tight degree of alignment between sales and marketing. Right. So, Two out of three say we're doing ABM, but we're not tightly aligned. And if there's anything that is required for ABM success, it is that sales and marketing are in lockstep. So that's, that's something I think has to be addressed first and foremost. That's why I think things like the charter to yeah. make sure that there is absolute clarity before we go forward is oftentimes a, a pitfall that companies fail to do. And that's why we're so are working with clients to make sure they build that alliance from the get-go. What else do you think, Matt? Well, that, that's, that is a critical one. The, the last one I'll leave you with is if we don't know where we want to go, we won't be able to get there. And so what I mean by that is it's absolutely clear to understand the strategy for ABM and, and write down what those goals are. Are we trying to win net new accounts and, and, and what percentage of these target accounts are? What does success look like? And when we socialize that as part of the charter, we all know what the end goal is looks like and we need to have that in mind as we're building our EVM program and again I would start by not trying to do too much don't try and solve this for all of your your marketing needs but take a subset of those and pilot learn and expand from there okay great advice Matt Bob thank you for your insights as always and everyone please look out for the next serious decisions spotlight on serious decisions podcast thanks <laughs>